Welcome to another episode of The Espresso Bar. I'm here, my name is Chris. I'm here with Garth, uh, who you all met last week. And we're also here with Josh, our support forum guru. Uh, so let's, uh, let's take a few minutes. This is Josh's first appearance on The Espresso Bar. So let's let Josh tell us a little bit about himself and, uh, and what he does for Event Espresso. Hey, um, I, uh, I'm a front-end web developer kind of guy who kind of stumbled upon a Espresso and um, use it um, mostly on test sites, but help out a lot of people trying to use Espresso for you name it. <laughs> All kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, you know, kind of you end up working on all kinds of different sites. And I uh, live up in the northern part of Michigan and like to get outside whenever I'm not in front of a computer screen. That's the Patagonia hat, huh? Yeah, that's the Patagonia hat, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Your hat reminds me of like an old John Deere hat. Yeah, it's, a, it's, the, it's the trucker style. And it is, I think, um, John Deere Green. <laughs> Probably. <is. laughs> That's cool. Well, uh, we've got some some new stuff that that's coming, like came, I guess, to uh, Event Espresso in three point one point thirty three. Josh, you want to tell us what uh, what changed, what's got fixed, and and what's new? Sure. Um, a lot of it was. Just a lot of um, little little bug fix type things. Um, we're really focusing mostly on new features. Are all going into the the event espresso four, but um, if you um, we're still still some new gateways. Um, there's been some more improvements with the calendar lately. It's it's a lot faster. It won't it won't crash out if you've got you know hundreds of events. Um, there's, we've also probably the last few versions we've we've been working on the um, in the back end the admin when you load up your list of events uh, that's changed to allow for more precision filtering so you don't need to um, like load up all your old events every time you visit the admin it'll just load up by default open events so it's just a lot faster um, and Seth was adding some uh, some Prettification to the the tooltips in the calendar too, wasn't he? Yeah, um, you can you can in the calendar admin that's changed quite a bit. So you can actually spell out or uh, with an option tell the calendar I want my tooltip to appear below the event or to the left of it, which works out great. Say if you've got like a full width um, page of events and you don't want the tooltip to run off to the side of the page you can just tell it to go above or below and it will uh, just it, it, you know there's a little bit of change in the design of that tooltip too um, so and then there's a couple there's is the, uh, the ma hmm. dog uh, the MailChimp add-on got released that the the one with Eric's uh, Eric from Ivy Cats updates with the groups uh, support. Yep. So that's uh, yep. We um, 
credit credit uh, goes to Ivy Cat for um, adding that functionality, so you can now add attend add attendees to specific Mailchimp groups. And then there's been a few little fixes to the Mailchimp plugin too. So um, yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the cool benefits of that on uh, with Mailchimp, their service is priced based upon the number of contacts you have in their system, and you can have an unlimited number of lists and each of if if you have the same contact in each of those lists then that contact Groups. is no any if you have a contact in each list then every time that that contact is counted as towards your bill so they have different ranges you know if you've got 500 contacts to a thousand your bill is such so if you've got duplicates in your lists it uh, it cost you more money or it wastes your money and instead what you can do is you can organize people into groups and individuals that are in multiple groups are not uh, counted as duplicates and this it saves you money so not only can you organize your attendees uh, more thoroughly or complete but it also can save you money by using groups rather than multiple lists yeah yeah that's a handy a handy dandy feature. Yeah, in the yeah. past there's been there's been folks who have who have been asking for that and we we actually had the, the code for a while, but it was just kind of sitting there and um adding adding um going through and, and up making that update's certainly gonna help for folks that are using that MailChimp functionality. Yeah. And then uh, Event Espresso Arabica, Arabica, Arabica is still uh, plowing on, yeah? Okay. Yep, we're, uh, we're still trudging away there. Um, you know, we, we kind of wish we had something extra to show you, but uh, for the most part, over the last month, we've been uh, squashing a lot of bugs. We're making smite, slight modifications to the system in order to make it a little more user-friendly. Um, and make it more, um, more, you know, user-proof in a way. We we don't want people to be confused about how it's supposed to work or how it's supposed to function. We want it to be stable. So we've been doing lots of testing. So for example, I think last time we met, last time during the hangout, we had, um, I think we had like uh, thirty-five open tickets or something like that, and uh, we invited. Uh, select users to become alpha testers and we have instructions about that how to become an alpha tester to begin to help us finish some of this beta testing anyway last time we talked we had like 35 open, open tickets right now we have 17 but that doesn't mean we we've only been working on those tickets we we've actually closed an additional I don't know like 70 75 tickets since the last time so we've been able to we've made a, still a lot of changes over the past month um, right now we're finishing some work on some of the transactions and admin pages, um, uh, some of the email confirmations that are being sent out to additional attendees, uh, making it available so, you, so uh, the primary attendee can get a different type of email than an additional attendee. So that would be good in the case of the primary attendee as a parent and the additional attendees are maybe the child. The uh, child attendee doesn't doesn't need the same or as much information as the additional attendees. We're working on that, uh, removing some old 
uh, template files, um, modifying the Google Maps functions. Um, we're going through some extensive testing with the upcoming uh, events widget. So that's usually used in the sidebar. We're going to we're, we're uh, doing some extensive testing on that one. Um, exporting and importing data. Uh, those are all going to be uh, systematized so that they're all similar, and uh, we're working on that testing as well. So at this point, we're not really adding new functionality into Event Espresso 4. We're still um, working hard on just trying to finish up all the testing and um, fix any any of the bugs or make things more clear clear how they're used at this point. But is this more? Well. Is this more towards uh, 4.0, the freemium version, or is or 4.1 the more premium version, or a little bit of both? Well, the the things that I've talked about so far are, are all related to the 4.0 um, version, which is which will be the light or the free version of Event Espresso 4. So version 4.0 will be the light and free version. Um, we do actually bring a, a, a good point. We do actually have two. Um, two other developers that are primarily working on uh, 4.1, which will introduce the pro uh, professional or premium uh, features to be available in Advanced Espresso 4. So we've had to migrate those features in. And they've begun work on that as well. Um, and some of the heavy work they've been working on is uh, the custom post types um, capabilities in Advanced Espresso 4. And they're, that's we're going to run and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong or if I miss a few, but we're going to run like the staff, uh, the venues. Um, what other what other data types we're going to use for the with custom post types? Do you guys remember? Well, events will be actually one of them. Oh, well, that'll be really That's big. The big one. Yeah. Yeah, that is the big one. I I thought that was the case, but I didn't want to spout it out because I I wasn't I wasn't exactly sure, but. Uh, yeah, so there's still a lot of work that's going into uh, 4.1. But once we get 4.0 released, version 4.1 won't be too far behind because we've actually already begun work on uh, 4.1. So a lot of exciting stuff. Just is that is that something up. I know? I know that internally uh, we've talked about sort of um, the free version being like you know the one ver one version back from the from the premium version. Is that just going to be for for you know, as we're building Event Espresso for Arabica, Arabica, um, or is that that we have 4.0 is the free and 4.1 is focused on the premium stuff, or is that going to be sort of a, a moving forward thing that the free version will be one version kind of back? Have there been more discussions about that? Well, we've talked about it more, but we're still it's still going to be different for. The free version and the premium version are still going to be separate versions. They're not necessarily going to be um, a version or multiple versions behind. That's We're not at that point. Uh, that may happen in the future, um, but we, in order to um, you know, make the development possible, we need to just start off with the current model that we have and the current features that we have and make those available in the free version, and then we can transition or uh, Add more features to the free version over time. That's what that's what the plan is so far. We also call one one thing, 
one of our developers brought up is that we often refer the free version to the decaf version, and then the the premium version to we uh, often refer to it as the caffeinated version. So I think it's I think it's uh, kind of a, a fun way to differentiate the two. I've also seen that uh, other customers have called us the uh, caffeinated events uh, just by our name being Event Espresso and then we kind of picked up on that and, and thought it was kind of fun to call our, our premium version caffeinated and the free version decaf. So. Well, I, I, I only drink caffeinated coffee so I wouldn't know anything about decaf. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what they say. You know what they say that uh, sleep is a poor substitute for caffeine. So it's an apt analogy, right? Well, also uh, uh, of of recent note is um, I added the event espresso requirements check plugin to WordPress.org. Um, I, and if you are unfamiliar with uh, the Event Espresso Requirements Check plugin, um, I'm going to bring up a window right here. Right. Here we go. So, Event Espresso Requirements Check plugin, there it is on WordPress.org. Um, and this is what it looks like. You activate it, and it tells you what's up. Um, so if you haven't ever used it, and, you, and you're wondering if your site could run Event Espresso or really anything, um, you can install this. And if you go to this page, it gives you just some information about your uh, your your environment. So um, it tells you what version of PHP you're running, how much memory you have. Um, it gives you little alerts about you know. Um, we recommend 64 megabytes of, of PHP memory if that's possible, but it's still going to, it's, you know, 32 should still be okay. It tells you how much you're using right there. Um, you can bring up all your PHP info stuff so you don't have to, this is a, there's a PHP function that'll do this and bring up a page that shows you all this information. Um, this way you don't need to, you know, run that function or create a, a special file to, to get this information. You can just use, use this plugin. Um, it'll also tell you um, what theme you're running. Um, if I was using, uh, uh, we do, we tend to dissuade people from using ThemeForce themes a lot of the time because sometimes they're not uh, the the highest quality code. Um, so it actually will will look at the author URL, and if you're using a ThemeForce theme, it'll tell you that if you have problems with the theme, to to contact the developer. Um, it can also do a check on your uh, server environment. So if you're using a GoDaddy server or something like that, it might give you a little a little alert that that we've experienced problems in the past about with that sort of thing, um, and just gives you some information. So it's it's general information because um, it does a lot of sort of generalized checks, but it's also sort of focused on the experiences that that Event Espresso support has had to deal with in the past. Um, you can look at uh, if you're running, if in some cases you can look at the uh, installed Apache modules that are running, which is kind of cool, and look at your HT access file if it lets you, which is also kind of cool. So, um, yeah, this is available to download. Previously, you could only get it from the Event Espresso website, um, and there wasn't really a whole lot of, you know, support for it um, because it was just from the website, and it's not like there's a... Um, 
it's not like there's a support forum for the requirements check plugin. So this way it's public, it's out there, um, you can use support forums and, and it'll notify me and Seth and the support team if, if there are problems um, that you're having with the plugin. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend running it all the time. Um, I would only use it to, to do a quick check to see what's going on on your server and then probably deactivate it um, because it does a lot of sort of general variable declarations and some checks that are would be running all the time that you don't necessarily need to have running all the time. Um, but uh, for troubleshooting, it's really helpful. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I Josh could probably attest to, to it, you know, being able to identify and, and point out some possible areas for for things that might want to, you might want to look at. Yeah, it can be a useful tool. Um, a few versions back, we did add um, a system status page, very yep. much along the same lines as what WooCommerce does. So if you're just running Event Espresso and you need to contact support, there's a lot of useful information in there. Yeah, that um, page actually has some stuff that you could copy and paste and, and put in an email or in a, in a forum post. Yep. And it, and it it's a little different. I mean, it doesn't dig in as, as deeply as the um, requirements check plugin, but it's got some of the same kind of system type information that's that's useful for troubleshooting or, or just finding out um, if you know, okay, what, what, what page is set as the main registration page or, you know, if, if the server allows sessions to be written, which is, is any kind of e-commerce plugin will, will require that. Um, so things like that, just, it's a quick little check rather than having to, the old way was, okay, can you, uh, find the PHP info file on your or contact your host. This, this is just a click of a button. You can get all that information uh, readily available. So it's very helpful. Yeah, we, we've, we were able to help a customer figure out that when their serve, when their host moved their server, they didn't finish setting it up correctly and it was creating session issues with the multiple event registration. So it's exactly the case where it can help help uh, helped you debug some of the, some of the uh, issues you might be having with a Espresso if, if you are experiencing any. Yeah, the, 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 the system status page is sort of, you know, a way to, if you have a Espresso running and you're wondering why it might not be performing, um, that's, a good, that's a good place to, to check and, and look at information there. Um, the requirements check page is, is if you're thinking about using Event Espresso and you want to check your, your current environment to see if it would be a good fit for, for your server, um, that's sort of a more of a preemptive kind of thing. The system status page, is, yeah. is that in the free version too or is that only in the premium version? I'd have to check. I don't know. Um, it's a good question though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ex exactly sure either. But uh, I stumped you. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. You know, we, we know it's in the premium version. Um, I don't yep. think there's necessarily a. Some of the checks might not be necessary with with the uh, light version because you don't. You're. Uh, you're not going to be running the multiple event registration, which is right. So the session so, information wouldn't wouldn't matter as much, right? Yeah. So. There are some reasons to do it and some some not, but um, question though. Uh, well, um, another thing that that um, has come up uh, that we wanted to maybe share with you is um, 
I know that when Eric was on, he was he was sort of talking about the tools we use. Um, we've had some blog posts in the past about about um, how we communicate internally, um, like 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 automatic like WordPress. Um, you know, core developers were were a distributed team, so um, it it imposes some unique challenges in terms of organizing and. Um, getting everybody together and, and on the same page. So one of the things we sort of wanted to talk about was um, our internal communication systems. So um, one thing that we use, uh, well, one thing that we use uh, pretty frequently is, is what you're watching right now is Google Hangouts um, to do developer and support team meetings. Um, and those are weekly. Um, and we, we sort of use that as a, as a way to, to get everybody on, on the same page. Um, we also keep a P2 site, actually a couple P2s. There's one P2 that's more for uh, general discussion um, because we don't like, we get so much email already um, that any sort of conversation, um, if it was conducted over email, is just going to be clogged in our inbox. Whereas if we have a site um, that we can just sort of go back and forth on, on and hash things out, um, then it makes it and just a centralized place for people to, to just go, um, like a water cooler. Um, then, then that's our that's our water cooler. So we have a, we have a P2 for that, and we also have a P2 for um, that's more support and kind of documentation, knowledge base type stuff like uh, interesting tutorial that that would be applicable in this case. Or I came across this thing, and this is how you do it. Or this is how you restart our IRC bot, or you know whatever inter internal documentation kind of stuff. Um, and we use uh, we use Asana which is a web-based application is sort of for project management kind of sorta um, and that's helpful to us for um, being able to sort of assign tasks that aren't necessarily uh, like code based like this is a this is a ticket it's a bug in the code and we need somebody to look at it this is more um, we can use it to to do agenda items so like our, our hangout we've, we've talked about this before our hangout we use and in, in meetings we have little items and we can check them off as we go um, we can also assign um, you know customer support type stuff if there's a customer support token that comes in we can assign that to somebody put their information in there and then that person can check off when they've done when they've done it and then of course IRC um, which if you're if you're watching live you can hop onto Freenode and join hash event espresso and you can you can hang out with us in IRC that's our public room we also have a couple well we have a private room for for the, the development team and for the the internal team um, and that's that's where we can sort of you know say hey Brent can you take a look at this or or I've got a question for Josh or I've got a question for for Jonathan or um, and sort of grab somebody immediately as opposed to using IM or, or other or email um, yeah, so am I forgetting anything? What else? What else do we use? Um, I think that, I think that's it. Yeah, the um, one thing that came up recently that's a little bit related to communication. It's not necessarily internal communication. It's a little bit external communication. Um, but uh, it's summertime, and so that's when a lot of people. Uh, want to go on vacation and take some time off work to spend with their family and friends. Um, and that's no different with everyone here on the Event Espresso team. We all certainly have uh, family and endeavors and, and hobbies. We want to spend some time away uh, from work and with family. And so um, we found that it's now, it's important for uh, customers and people using Event Espresso and getting some, and 
relying on us for support to also know when we're away. So we've began to, um, and we posted this on one of our communication channels, our field guide about processes is to um, change the display name in your forum or in your profile on eventespresso.com to say that you're out of office or you're away or unavailable or off duty so that when you're looking through the forums as a customer you're looking through the forums and you see that you have been communicating say with Dean and uh, if he plans on being away for more than 24 uh, more than a day or two for during business hours uh, excluding weekends he's going to change his status to unavailable or out of the office so when when you're having a communication with him on the forums you'll be able to see you know and, and understand that he may not respond uh, quickly so one of our other team members can also jump in and assist you uh, we we begin to do that so that there aren't any confusion about when you're when you're able to um, receive help or who, who you will receive help from uh, and we just wanted to do that to clarify to externally to our customers um, when we're available to, to help them and generally someone almost always is um, and again we're only going to use that in the case where we're going to be we're going where the individual is going to be gone for a more extended period of time so watch for that as well yeah that's, that's a good point um, that also reminded me of, of, we also have on the website too, uh, a way to communicate to our customers if there's announcements. We, we've, we've always have this sort of status up at the top that has the current version of Event Espresso, um, which we, we put up there because we thought it would be easy for people to, to, you know, if they go to the website, then they can say, oh, I, this is the current version, this is the version I'm using, okay, I'm, I'm all set, and then they can, you know, go about their, their day. In the past, it's sort of you know, especially before the automatic updates were were implemented in in the in the software, um, it was sort of maybe tough for people to know you know what the current version was because we weren't doing stuff like that. Um, but the other thing is um, another plugin that I wrote was which is called notifications. We have underneath that, like if you go to the site right this second, it'll say uh, Watcher Event Espresso or Espresso Bar. Um, so that's that's a way if we have some sort of an announcement or um, you know. Just something, something to say. Um, we can we can throw it up there through the through the notification plugin. It'll it'll give a little alert or announcement right at the top of the page. That's that's persistent on on all the pages on the site. Hey Josh, do you want to comment on the uh, private messaging system we have in the forums, um, which may be going away? But uh, do you want to try to clarify anything there? Sure. That's usually for in the case if you're doing a um, priority, if you bought a priority support token, or if you're a VIP and um, you wanna, you need to, like we need possibly sensitive site information that would not normally be um, a, a good place to publish um, in in our forums. So if if you're a VIP, that that you have that access to the, the, the private messaging. So if, for instance, you're, you're a VIP and you, you hit the forums and you've got a question and I need to see um, something on your site that's not available on the front end, maybe I need to log into the admin, you can use the PM for that or, if, or, or things along that nature. Uh, we're, 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 in the, we're talking about possibly 
removing the private message feature because not too many people are using it. And when they do, it's it's happened where you know someone private messages uh, me and I'm on vacation or something like that, and I'm uh, you know I'm gone for four days and get back, and it's been sitting there, and no one no one else on the support team had a chance to reply because they really don't have access to that. So that's sort of um, just a little thing to th if you do use the private message feature on the forums, and there's there's not too many folks that do actually use it, but um, it's usually you'll get a, you'll get a quicker response if you post your 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 question in the forums. So um, yeah, just as a regular support topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just as, as an aside, if you're a VIP and you're wondering, well, how do I get the fastest support? We get notifications that a, that a VIP posts an, a new post in the forum. So what that means is if you cruise into the forums and you, you're a VIP and you hit a topic, there's already a topic that started, someone else started, and, and, and you ask a question in there, that doesn't get flagged as a VIP topic. We we it doesn't show up in our um, support uh, widget, which Chris is showing there. Yep, but, I got it right here. So this is this we've got a little support widget. So this tells us what uh, like these are unresolved topics just straight from the forum. I can exclude things that have been responded to by an admin, and then we have a separate tab for for stuff that's just VIP stuff. Um, so currently there isn't anything um, there. There might have been yeah. a few days ago. Well, the the VIP topics are the ones that we respond to first, and right. as Josh Josh was pointing out, we get a no notification of that so that we can respond as soon as, as soon as we can. The VIP program offers several benefits, and one of them is is uh, the priority support, and that we we try to jump on their topics uh, quicker, and they're like you showed there, they're in their own tab, and we try to. Take, take care of those people as soon as we can. But Josh was, I'll let Josh finish about how important it is to start a new topic. Yeah, that, that only happens if, if you start a new topic. So um, if you're wondering, I, I, I posted, a, if your post in a non-VIP started topic, it doesn't make that thread a VIP topic. That's just sort of how it works. So. Um, and in general, if you're posting in the forums, even if you think your issue is the same as someone else's, it makes it a lot easier for us to work with you if you start a new topic in general. Um, it may might seem you may even have the exact same issue as, as someone else, but our answer may be different depending on... Um, you know, the other person is trying to get their issue resolved, and they their circumstances may be slightly different, and it it does make it trickier for support to reply to both people, and if the the you know especially if the 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 post gets longer, like if it goes into a second page, it makes it trickier for the original person to who who posted there and asked for help to find out exactly what our you know if our answers apply to them or if they're applying to this other person so it's usually best nine times out of ten to just start up a new post I know um, in some cases other support forums have basically locked that in like if you start a topic nobody else can can reply other than staff but we still leave that open in case there, there are a few 
folks in the forums who do reach out and help other users of Event Espresso, and that's that's awesome. But um, when 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 three or four different users post in the same thread, it, it can it can get really um, it can make things take longer to 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 help everyone out. So that's in general we we ask that folks post and every question they have just start up a new thread and and uh, we'll we'll jump in and, and help yeah there's a million different variables that that could be um, at at play in any yep. given situation which is you know another reason another reason for the system status page and in event espresso and the requirements check page I mean that those things are are, are there because to sort of point out areas where where there might be you know weak points or, or potential possibilities for, for problems um, and, and yeah and if there's three people posting on the same forum topic then then it makes it a lot more difficult for the support team to to respond to all three of them simultaneously yeah guys are guys are generally not great at uh, multitasking in multiple conversations so don't give us a hard time we we would like to have some women on our team that might be able to do better. We're not a problem <laughs> with that, but right now we're just a team of guys. So get, give us a, a make it a little easy on us. Just start a new topic if uh, if you think it's going to be a little bit different. So Let's. Um, the next thing we got on our agenda, if I'm right, Chris, are we right? We're going to talk about WordCamp San Francisco. Yeah, I'm going. That's and uh, I was looking at the attendee list um, and uh, a couple days ago, and and it's it's going to be a it's going to be a, a, a rock and party, but. Um, I was noticing that that Eric from from Ivy Cat's going to be there, and and Seth and Garth will be there, and and Darren from the development team is is coming down from Canada, um, and just a lot of a lot of people. Um, so if if you are heading out to San Francisco, um, then you know, for for WordCamp this summer, then definitely uh, definitely say hi and and give us a shout and whatever. Um, we we would like for the entire event espresso team to to go, but but um, that wasn't that wasn't feasible. We have a couple babies coming this summer, so that's making traveling a little bit uh, more challenging. Yep. But also in the in the spirit of of it being summer and uh, hot. Um, Josh found uh, uh, an event espresso user um, website, which uh, it's it's less uh, exciting in terms of you know what it's doing with event espresso, but it's pretty cool for for what it's doing in general. Um, yoga on a surfboard. Um, my wife, I, t I told my wife about this, and she said, "Yeah, I've heard of that," um, but I just that I I the, I can barely you know keep the yoga poses you know on solid ground so the idea of, of doing yoga on a surfboard is kind of uh, baffling to me um, but their their event espresso site has has got some uh, some moderate customizations with the colors and stuff but um, 
pretty straightforward, pretty straightforward site, but um, pretty cool things that people are doing with with using Event Espresso for. This is for for uh, for yoga classes, and they also have another website um, that's for you know non surfboard related yoga classes as well. Um, this is is this is wasapyoga.com, and their other site is. Uh, wasurfacademy.com because they're in Washington. And that's just for, actually I guess that's just for surfing lessons. So uh, we wanted to, to give a shout for that, uh, for our espresso shot of the month. Um, Did they do stand-up paddle boarding in uh, Salt Lake? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I doubt it. I doubt okay. it. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. There, there's a couple. There's a couple lakes that you can go to, but I mean, the salt, the salt Lake. You couldn't really do that. It's not. It's not deep enough to do much of uh, um, There's some. There's some other lakes and reservoirs. It's all the rage here. There's. 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 Um. Because I'm. I'm only about thirty minutes away from Lake Michigan and only fifteen minutes from Grand Traverse Bay, and in, in both places you see a lot of folks out there either kiteboarding or stand up paddleboarding. On a rare occasion, actually surfing, but that's only if we have a good storm out on the big lake. So, I, I've seen I've seen people with 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 trying to windsurf, but we don't like have very much consistent wind. Not not without it being ridiculously stormy. I mean, I, I I'm from the Bay Area, and you'd see a, a heck of a lot more of that in the San Francisco Bay than. And, cause, and you would actually go places, whereas they're up there, they're standing on the board, and the board's maybe moving, you know, just a tiny little bit. Yeah. It'd be more I've like in Utah. I've even seen people um, float down float down rivers with a stand-up paddleboard, which would be kind of fun. Wow. <laughs> and you could do that. You could float down the river on a stand-up paddleboard while doing yoga. While doing yoga. <laughs> and that would be the triple threat right there. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, yoga is all about balance, right? So, I mean, it it, it it follows that you should be able to do yoga on a surfboard. It just, you know, um, yeah, like I said, keeping your balance, I, keeping your balance doing some of those yoga positions at all and then keeping your balance on, on you know, water that's moving is just, yeah, extra extra challenge for, for the hardcore, much more hardcore than me. That's pretty sweet, though. Yeah, they look, they look good. What I, I think What I think is kind of neat about their, their website and specific to a Espresso, um, and I've I've been writing some doc documents on this topic or this my thoughts about this is that it looks like their registration process is actually relatively simple, right? They're not trying to make it really complicated. They're not trying to offer all these all these features and benefits or upsells and that type of thing. Is is uh, in their model? They're very much towards catering the customer. Which is having a very good, simple, balanced experience, as you were saying, and so you know they don't they don't add a lot of detail to the registration pages. Um, they want to be able to control the registration uh, system, have it on their own website with uh, enough features to be able to serve their business, and they didn't get too crazy with it. And I think that's important and sometimes valuable for event managers to realize is that we can sometimes complicate the process rather than make it simple and effective. Um, and I think it's I think it's neat that they just kept things simple rather than being too complex. 
Yeah, and then we've also seen in the past too where they're they're primarily using the calendar as as their uh, event listing as opposed to having a bunch of different places to to um, potentially click on to see what events are available or, or when they are or whatever. For what they're for what they're doing, I think that that using the calendar makes makes a whole lot of sense. For you know, I want to register for your class on this day, and so that's where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I thought it was you know simple simple solution. It's good. So, Josh, do you want to talk about uh, migrating uh, databases? Sure do. The WP migrate, WP DB yeah. migration. This is one that um, comes up in support every once in a while. Someone is working on their site either on a subdomain, on a server, or their local computer, and they want to push the site to the live site. Maybe you're working on a site for a client, and you're, you're, while it's iter iterating, it's not on their live site, but when it's ready, what to do. Um, Usually it's not a big deal to copy files over. That's pretty straightforward. You, you just copy all your files from your, your production site over to live. But getting the database synced isn't always easy. And the other, the other um, thing that comes up is if you're running a, a site with a lot of registrations coming in, you want to be able to back it up, and you may even want to test out new versions of WordPress or the new version of your theme or your plugins, or even if Event Espresso's plugins before in upgrading on the live site. So this is where I'm going to pull up the screen here. There's a new plugin out. It's been around as a um, free plugin up until recently. Now they have a pro version. It's called WPDB or WP Migrate DB Pro. Yeah, we actually used uh, WP Migrate DB um, when we were moving the Event Espresso site. That was sort yep. of our first experience with it. Yep. So the Pro version, what it does, and if you're familiar with the free version, it, it does um, some some text string uh, conversion there where um, if you're moving, because that's where the database doesn't always equal going from one site to another. So I've got two sites set up here. This is actually a site that's live on the internet and it gives me basically I just check a box that says accept pull requests to allow this database to be exported and downloaded and it gives me a little key and then it's got my license key in there. So don't use that. But um, over here this is my local site all I have to do is click the little pull radio button, paste in that that little um, API type uh, URL in there. I can select exactly which tables I want, and then um, all I have to do then is um, click this button here, and it'll start the process. So what it will do is we'll look in in the, each of the database, do a find for the URL of the main site that I want to pull the database from, replace it with the other one, and you can push it back and forth. You can you know, basically keep your database in sync. So like if a few days go by and you've got maybe a hundred more registrations and you want to keep the database that's on your test site in sync with your production site, 
you can just run this every couple days and you'll always have a second copy of your site just in case which is, is good for backup purposes it's good for archival it's good for testing um, so I'm just gonna click click the button here oh tells me to select at least one table so I'll just select all of them and then click that and it, it takes a couple minutes because what it's doing is it's um, connects to the remote site and basically takes a, a snapshot of that database as it is right now and then goes in and um, does all those find and replace things. So pretty cool useful tool could come in handy. They have a developer version. They've got single like single use license support licenses. They have a very similar support model to what Event Espresso has as far as uh, yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. We've actually had um, cases in the past where oh, there goes Josh. Um, we act, we've actually had cases in the past where um, Event Espresso users were trying to keep two uh, different sites sort of in sync with registrations and everything. Um, in one case, I can think of off the top of my head, they're using they had they had built one site specifically to use um, inside of an iframe for uh, for Facebook. So they could have, um, so you could go to their Facebook page and you could register for events right on the Facebook page, the whole registration process. So they've op they optimized that site to be used inside of an iframe on Facebook, so everything. But um, the problem with that is they also had a website and they wanted to take registrations on the website and they wanted to have the registrations from the two different things um, go to the same event to have, and, and they would, out of necessity, out of, Necessity, they'd had to, they had to be two separate sites. So this is a way where you could have you know that site over there where it's your Facebook site, um, and this site over here is your regular site, um, and you can have them keeping each other in sync. That's a that's a that's pretty awesome. Or you know any number of other possibilities too. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of ways you could use that. Yeah, if you get to move move a site from. Um one server to another server. Maybe you uh, finally decide to leave GoDaddy and uh, get onto a better host. <laughs> Sorry, GoDaddy. <laughs> and then that that actually um, that works pretty well too. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks, Josh. That was good. Well, I think that about wraps up this espresso bar. Um, any any closing thoughts, anyone? About anything? Yeah, just we're excited for you know we're we're glad to be able to release just about monthly updates for Venespresso and Venespresso Four is coming soon. Uh, believe me, we're we're more excited than even anyone else probably is about it because right now we have to manage two different projects and uh, split resources among those, and uh, we know that it's, it's been hard on customers trying to make do with Event, with event Espresso 3, and uh, you know, the, the future of Event Espresso 4 is going to make everyone, um, it's not necessarily going to make all your wildest dreams come true or you know, the, <laughs> solve every, every problem, but it's certainly going to be more scalable and uh, more powerful so that we can make more custom solutions for uh, for the needs for a variety of customers and uh, it'll also be more stable so we're really looking forward to it and we're look, looking forward to working with all our customers to to make it to uh, make good use of it 
that's that's all I want to say. Yeah. And we'll we'll see you hopefully this summer at in San Francisco. Sounds real good. Thanks for joining us, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in a month. Thanks, guys.